Welcome everyone to Jumble Dreams podcast, Let's Talk Dreams. Have you ever wanted to make a difference but did not know where to begin? Have you ever wanted to volunteer but you are nervous? Well, this is the place for you. Let's Talk Dreams is all about sharing stories of those making a difference in our communities, nations, and world. This is a project started because Jumble Dreams wants you to know that no matter who you are, you can make a change. Today for episode four, we are excited to welcome the founder from Fit for Grit. Fit for Grit Academy was founded when he was tw- was founded from his 12 years of countless hours of practice and deep-rooted passion for martial arts, where he earned a second degree black belt in Taekwondo and his first degree in self-defense. As an international martial arts competitor and avid practitioner, he knew he had found a sport that he enjoyed learning, watching, and practicing. Before the pandemic, however, he knew how deep my, his love for teaching martial arts went, even as he had done it for three years prior. Founded from a need to help his younger cousins staying active during the difficult initial days of the lockdown, he discovered his own skills and joy in teaching martial arts. It became clear that imparting his knowledge gained over the years and sharing that many benefits of learning martial arts and self-defense, he had found a new avenue to grow his passion. He recently expanded Fit for Grit to reach hundreds of students in India and the U.S. through free real-time virtual classes and recording videos. So welcome. So my first question is, how and why did you start Fit for Grit Academy? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Sydney. Um, so I really started Fit for Grit once, as I said, uh, I have like a love for martial arts for the past maybe about 12 years now. And I found that martial arts taught me really important components of respect, dignity, dedication, perseverance, etc. And once COVID did hit, I found that people were not having access to any types of athletics. They were not having access to any types of classes. And basically, I felt like the whole world was crumbling in on itself. And so I started just um, teaching my cousins knowing that they could find a benefit from my work. But within a couple months, by this time summer hit, I realized that the work I was doing with them was really simple enough that I could easily expand it out to other people. And that's when I really said, hey, maybe it's time I reach out to people in my general community, get more instructors to sign up. And then over the year, I grew it out to find students all over the country from the DC area to the central area, and then all the way in California. And then I was like, let's take it one more step. And that's when I really expanded it to reach kids in India, where now I've partnered with schools to be almost like a PE class for them, since they never really had access to this before. That's amazing. So what brought you into teaching martial arts to begin with? Like, how did you bring that into Fit for Grit? Yeah, so... I started teaching martial arts when I was getting my black belt. So this was maybe back in seventh or eighth grade, which is about four or five years from uh, before. And I just kind of fell in love with it. I love the way that I could see these students grow and advance in their, um, when they're practicing, it was almost like a piece of art coming together over time. And I knew that if I continued down this path of teaching, that over time I could help more and more students. And one key component that I learned when I was young, as I mentioned before, was dedication. And I knew that martial arts is not just kicking a bag or beating something up. There's so many of these key components. And I knew dedication was something I personally could give to other people. And that could be when practicing martial arts. That could be 
in their schoolwork that could be focusing on family dedication. So I wanted to make sure I could give these key components to other students to make sure they can excel in their life. And so that's really when I wanted to expand and I really wanna make sure that I can give my thoughts and my practices to others. And so I brought that into Fit for Grit as well. And that's when I really thought that, hey, a lot of people in this world don't have access to even learn martial arts, being free or not. And so I knew that if I really reached out to people in like India, where martial arts is not as common as in the U.S., then I could really make a big difference there. Yeah. So can you go into more of your work with the students in India and like what has been the impact since you have accomplished this? Yeah, definitely. So um, a little more backstory on the school in India. The school is called Don Breaker, and it's basically a school which has around maybe 600 students in total from first to 12th grade. Um, Fit for Grit tries to focus on the younger group, but so we started with students from first to about 10th, but then we realized that the students in 11th and 12th were asking to join our classes. And so then we actually included them in as well about like the second or third class. But then again, this is also India, so a lot of things are different. So I had to adapt a lot when I was teaching these students. So I started off with the lesson plan and almost immediately by the second class, I threw it all out and changed my whole script because I realized that what I was teaching them was not the same way that I would teach kids in the U.S. And so I found that they really enjoyed when I um, had really simple activities for them or when I put them in a spotlight through Zoom or when I was asking them personalized questions and having them raise their hands while students in the U.S. preferred games and other things. So I really focused a different way for each of the students in the Indian class, especially because I separated by age. The younger kids would be one way, older kids another. And then the impact I really saw is that over the past six months, as I've been teaching them, that these students have become more uh, active in asking questions. They've been more active in raising their hands. They focus more in class. They're trying to follow along. Uh, we actually just completed our level one certification for them. And my whole idea behind getting them certified for this type of like level one, level two, level three, is to make sure that they're still feeling like there's a goal in mind. And I felt that by the uh, last 10th class, which is in December, a lot of them are starting to fall off the boat. And so when I did tell them that this is a test and that they have to like get a certificate, a lot of them like, okay, I'm showing up here on time. I wanna get this. And then for those who didn't show up, I don't wanna, push them away from the class. So then I allowed them again to try it in January for kind of like a second test, just to see if they can get it after seeing all their friends kind of bragging about getting a certificate and all. So I've seen a lot of different um, personality changes, characteristic changes for all these students. And it's really amazing to see the differences in the students as they were six months ago to what they are now. Do you think that doing this on Zoom is like a challenge? Like, do you, like, what are what are the challenges of and the benefits of technology? Oh, definitely. So I think Zoom is definitely not the same as teaching in person. There are uh, lots of differences um, compared to like one, if you're in person, if they're doing a wrong technique, I can physically go there, switch their arms around and let them continue. On Zoom, I actually have to mirror all my techniques because of the way the camera works. So I've learned all these forms in one way and now I have to switch myself to teach it to them the other way. So I'm moving my right arm saying left or moving my left leg and saying right leg. And sometimes that gets a little tricky, but 
after two years now of uh, being quarantined, <laughs> you get a lot better at it over time. Um, but I think also Zoom has a lot of benefits because I've been able to reach students in the other side of the world. And that would not have been possible for me two years ago. I, I would never have thought of doing that two years ago. And so I think there are definitely are these um, pros and cons of it. And I think overall, it's, it is what it is. And it's definitely helping us out a lot. Absolutely. I mean, we're going into our third calendar year of COVID. So you really yeah. like... I, props to you for figuring this whole thing out. Thank you. Um, so how are you looking to expand Fit for Great Academy in the future? Like, what's your future plans? Yeah, so um, I'll touch on a different points here. Um, in terms of the India classes, we're definitely looking for another school to also get started um, because, of course, more students will always be able to have a bigger impact. Um, in terms of the schools in the U.S., we are reaching out to public schools and private schools to see if they can incorporate our video lessons into their PE curriculums, since they already have the PE activities planned, but they can use these videos as guidance and helping still teach your students at the schools, but not in that um, Zoom atmosphere. Um, and then we're also reaching out to the YMCA to see if we can have a partnership with them to see if we can bring classes to their students for free as well, and see if we can reach out to the entire national YMCA center to be able to spread those teachings as well. But I think really overall, um, our biggest expansion model is just trying to get more students and trying to get more instructors to help expand this out. Because without the instructors, we can't teach the students. But if we have instructors and no students, then there's no one to teach. So it's, we're trying to focus on both sides and really just try to expand from all, uh, all fronts. Absolutely. I totally understand that. So my last question for you is how can others help or join Fit for Grit? Yeah, so definitely. So I think um, there's definitely many ways you can join. If you have no martial arts experience, if you're not a youth, then you can always help us out by donating. There's a lot of costs that go into marketing Fit for Grid, expanding Fit for Grid, Zoom classes, etc. So donations are always welcome and always very helpful for us. Um, so we have a GoFundMe up. And if you could like donate there, that'd be definitely a huge help. Another way that you could help us out is by telling your friends and family. If that is telling them to join as an instructor, if they have martial arts experience in our youth, that's one way. If you want to tell your friends and family who are youth to join our classes, go ahead. That's definitely another way. We have so many classes taught by so many different instructors in different styles as well. So I teach Taekwondo because that's what I learned. I also teach self-defense because that's what I learned. But there's other instructors who know Kung Fu, Wushu, Karate, etc. And so there's always something for you here. The best part, it's all free. So there's no harm in really spreading the word, telling your, uh, like your kids, your cousins, your friend from across the country to join. Because again, it's all online. Yeah. And so I actually have one more question, but what would you tell someone who's never volunteered before, doesn't know where to start? What would you tell them for the very first time? Yeah. So I think if this is your first time volunteering in general, then I think this would be a perfect opportunity because you're not being in contact with these students. You can have, depending on how you want to model it, you can do just video lessons. So you have no contact with them or you can have shorter Zoom classes so you can monitor it. So this is a very easy way to take your own step in. And the best part is we try to make sure that you are in complete control. And we're only there to back you up in case anything happens. So We'll market you out. We'll 
help you get students. But when it comes to the classes, it's all you. And so we can teach the instructors also how to have their own independence, which is another really important thing since they're all youth instructors as well. But if it's your first time volunteering, it's not your first time volunteering, but you want to volunteer here or anywhere else, I always think that make sure you know what in mind, what you want to do. Don't do something for your resume. Don't do something just for the sake of saying that I'm volunteering. If you're into martial arts, if you're into dance, if you're into whatever, then follow your passion and try to find something that works for you. I loved martial arts. I know a lot of my instructors love martial arts. And so that's why we chose to do Fit for Grit. So always find your passion and make that work with what you want to do. Absolutely. I like preach that all the time. I'm like, find your passion first. So thank you so much for coming on today. That was amazing. And yeah, thank you for your, having me. Yes. Thank you for sharing your dreams and passions for making a difference. You're an inspiration to many, and I'm glad that you're a part of the Jumble Dreams family. For anyone who wants to be on our podcast, please visit our social media or website to find the link to sign up. Make sure to follow our social media for further episodes. So thank you. Thank you.